You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in the same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with Queens of Intellect member Latrice Ross, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Latrice. Can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me? Okay. You're coming through loud and clear. Thank you, Queen, for being with me. I am so happy to have you on. Happy holidays for anybody out there that may be listening, um, for any of those that celebrate the Holiday and happy holidays to yourself as well, Latrice. Again, thank you, Queen, for being with me as you are my longest-running Queens of Intellect member. And this morning's discussion question is, why mental dialogue honors black women? And so uh, I wanted to highlight each of the Queens of Intellect and you being the longest-running. I wanted to bring you on first and, again, just say happy holidays and thank you for being with me, Queen. How are you doing this morning? I am fantabulous. I'm happy to be here. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Well, very excited about highlighting my queens of intellect as I've been referring to you all over the so many so many months. I've been kind of using that term, and I just wanted to really take the end of year to thank y'all. And and in a sense, says you know why does mental dialogue the community club itself and the show here we are this Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning we lock in, and um, y'all have been with me. Throughout the year, you've been through it with me throughout the years. Again, you were my longest-running Queens of Intellect member. So uh, I just really wanted to basically honor black women in, in plenty of ways. And with that said, let's give people some, you know, for those who haven't heard you on the show yet, which I, I doubt anybody couldn't have since they've been a regular listener because, you, again, you, you've probably been up to bat more than anybody else um, in, out of the Queens of Intellect. But if you will, give some of your background before we get into exactly what we're doing this morning, if you will. Sure. Um, I am presently a diversity, equity, and inclusion professional. And let me add this caveat that I was, I've was i been doing this for about 12 to 15 years, so I've been doing diversity before 
everyone realized they needed diversity. Um, and I think that's important because um, after the murder of George Floyd, um, companies around the world said, oh, my gosh, we need diversity professionals. And so there is a there are a lot of new professionals in the industry, but um, I was one of those who was doing this work when it was lean work, and many people didn't want to hear what we had to say. Um, never experienced that here at Mental Dialogue. I'm also a um, recovering techie. Um, I still play around with tech a little bit, but um, I'm not as much as I used to, and I am a perpetual um, uh, I, I, I think my number one attribute is intellectual curiosity. Um, so that's what keeps me going. That's what actually drew me to mental dialogue. Now, I love it, and that's exactly why I asked you to be a Queens of Intellect um, member with us. Again, just want to, as I, in a sense, just to kind of explain that maybe for a first-time listener, um, you know, we're going to be here every Saturday, uh, 52 Saturdays out of the year. Uh, we've been doing this for six, a little over six years now. Uh, I mean, the first couple of years, I was fortunate enough to have um, Christy Gaynell was my co-host, and she held me down for a couple of years, and she decided to, in a sense, break away from co-hosting and focus on her comedy career, uh, which Christy's out there doing her thing. And um, at that point, it was like, okay, I got to try to find another, um, you know, another sister who can kind of go back and forth and be on the level that Christy could because, you know, she would absolutely challenge me. She definitely thought different. And um, in the meantime, I was like, well, until I find somebody, I got to get, you know, let me just make sure I keep somebody on. And you were one of the first people because of your intellectual curiosity that came to mind and you were kind of holding me down. And what was happening is I was kind of just getting a couple of sisters to help me out. And it was like, this is working pretty well. And then I just eventually said to you, you know, you mind, you know, kind of serving in this role from time to time and on a permanent basis. And, you know, if I really just got away with it for a couple of years, I didn't have a name, Queens of Intellect or anything like that for you, for you ladies. Uh, but ultimately, I wanted to explain this to the audience. And, again, we'll get into this morning's discussion. But, um, but you know, before we go to our first break, ultimately, uh, my mindset, again, having a, a, a the idea from the very beginning of mental dialogue, starting as a show, if you would, was the ultimate idea is that we bring on many perspectives, uh, a gumbo of perspectives on any topic, usually related to hard conversations on race, sex, and culture. And, but my the thought process was to ensure that there would never be a show where I did not have a woman's perspective. And, and never, you know, no matter what the topic was, and sometimes we go with some very, you know, uh, very controversial topics, um, and I wanted to make sure that there was never a show in which the woman's perspective was not represented. And so, again, I just want to say, if I can say, Latrice, thank you so much for holding me down for so long. And I do think that intellectual curiosity um, makes you pretty excited to come on various shows. And as I highlight your background before we go to this first break, you know, it's, you know it was that diversity background because, you can, as you already know, there's so many topics in which that perspective sometimes is left out, and you being a professional, you could bring, um, you know, that professional insight, if you will. Um, I also wanted to highlight before we go to the break, and we'll definitely get hot and heavy into honoring our queens of intellect and getting into dialogue about, in a sense, uh, how black women, in a sense, are represented, represented, whether it be in America or even to a degree inside of the black community itself. Because, again, I want to get into why I honor black women or why this show 
honors black women or why we attempt to honor black women while highlighting each of you individually as queens of intellect. Um, before I do that, though, again, some people have maybe never heard this. I don't always say this on every show. I wanted to highlight the mission of Mental Dialogue before we go to the break and just read some words that I wrote that really in my opinion, gave a perspective of what we actually try to accomplish with this show. So the ultimate mission for the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, just to share this before we get into this morning's um, dialogue with Latrice as one of our Queens of Intellect members, is the mission to create a nationwide virtual neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through solution-focused fellowship via Meetup, this podcast, and social media. And so... Because we get together every Saturday, I want people to really understand we ultimately are trying to connect people, whether it's to ideas that you can use in your own life, but we have literally had on-air connections because we do a lot of discussions in reference to business, and we connect people who need to connect people. We are a great place, the Mental Dialogue Community Club, for you to find your tribe. Here are some words that I want to share very briefly before we go to the first break, and we'll come back and and get into why Mental Dialogue honors black women, but it was just something that I ended up sharing because I, just for those that don't know, I started a, a new podcast, a video podcast. I'm finally in the video um, podcast space, um, Just My Three Cents on Wednesday night, and kind of after doing that show, or I kind of wrote these words, and let me, I'm going to stumble through them because they're not written that well, um, but it just simply says, um, I was talking about racism, social construct this past Wednesday on Just My Three Cents, and I just felt like some of these words would make sense for today's show as well. Race is a social construct, and due to our sometimes failure to understand that, we have a false, unrealistic expectation for collectivism that many prey upon. At Mental Dialogue, we teach you not to be preyed upon and challenge you to think for yourself. We don't seek like minds but instead diverse perspectives in order to grow one another and in turn collectively progress as you progress. Never forget, perpetual struggle is a hustle. And so, um, if you will, Latrice, one thought of how we pull that off when we get together on this show and then we're going to go to a break and come back into why ultimately mental dialogue honors black women. Just one thought on that real quick, Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part about not always thinking alike. I think that because it's welcoming of differing perspectives, whereas many many podcasts or shows will want people to come on and, and simply um, confirm what they already believe, but you encourage that diversity of thought, and I think that's what's so compelling about your show, and that's what keeps me coming back. And absolutely, and as I said from the very beginning, the most important aspect I always said was to make sure that the black woman was represented, and so ultimately, that's why we honor black women, because even within our own discussion sometimes, I think it's fair to say that sometimes the black woman's voice is not always heard, um, even though, and you know, I won't always agree, right? It's, again, we're not doing the agree thing, but we absolutely make sure that the voice is heard, listened to and then we have those dialogues. So that's the ultimate reason why, in a sense, I bring the queens together. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to really highlight Latrice and your background and some interesting things, that, in a sense, why I appreciate you show. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. 
purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest, Queens of Intellect member Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question, why Mental Dialogue honors black women? Again, you have a professional background in diversity, Latrice. Again, thank you for being with me. Thank you for being a Queen of Intellect member for so long. Uh, with that said, let's get kind of into the topic, and then I'll, again, give some specifics. Um, again, you know, I love, you know, those are the type of shows that I bring you on, but you are intellectually curious. So you really, the, the biggest thing about you is it doesn't matter what sh- show I have, you have, a, back, you have a, a good opinion and a lot of stats and a lot of facts that you love to bring to a show. And if I give you enough heads up, you're going to bring those facts and stats to the table. So that's the thing that I love about you most. But again, to get into this morning's discussion and honoring black women, I wanted to just kind of ask, I'm going to ask all of the queen, because I'm going to, just to highlight for those that are listening, I'm going to eventually bring on pretty much all but one of the Queens of Intellect members who helped me out with this show every Saturday morning. Um, but again, we're starting with Latrice, because I'm going to ask all of the queens this, these que- a couple of questions. And the first one is just um, simply, do you feel the black woman's voice is respected within the black community, Latrice? Not always. Um, if it's counter to pop- popularly or largely held beliefs in the black community, then no. Um, I think what what the disconnect in these di- in, in the dialogue around um, the black community is that often what's forgotten is that black women sit at that intersection of race and gender. And that's two marginalized populations. And, and, and we miss that. And we don't recognize that that adds an extra layer of oppressive um, opportunities for us that don't exist for black men. And when we talk about those issues specifically related to black women, oftentimes black men feel as if we're not supportive, we're not um, um, helping them, and that we're being selfish, not understanding that these issues impact us in our daily walk in life every day. So, so let's say this is somebody who's listening, first time maybe hearing this perspective, or they have the, or they have the thought process that, um, you know, because I've even said this to you before, um, we do include black women, right? So let's say somebody has that perspective. Um, can you, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but again, you're a professional and you do this. Um, could you maybe give an example to help somebody understand who's opening to listening to maybe a perspective they hadn't had? Because I've always felt like, a real-life example that people can relate to kind of helps people get 
what someone's saying, if, again, especially if it's the first time they've heard, hey, we're not included, or, you know, that big word, intersectionality, if you're not, if you're not in a corporate setting where they're kind of having some discussions about it, a lot of people have never even thought about the intersectionality, if you will. So this may be an example that you can think of where, hey, this is something I experienced as a woman that maybe, you know, me as a black man, we have a a, a plight in America together, but here's where there's a separation that maybe me as a man, I should have a better understanding of. Sure. Um, when we when we think about, let's just think about um, the criminal justice system, system and when we talk about um, police um, over-policing us, more often than not, we talk about that from the perspective of the black man. And we don't look at what black women experience when it comes to being becoming entangled in that system. Um, black women are, um, they're, they're, we're likely to be sentenced for, um, if we're protecting ourselves against domestic violence. Black women are, are known to be put into prison for long times. Um, other ways that intersectionality impacts black women is when it comes to um, the workplace, sexual harassment, um, those types of things that, that, we don't, um, that we don't take into consideration. And oftentimes, black when I talk about it from a corporate perspective, black men will say that, well, black women have more of an opportunity to succeed in corporate America. Because, and, and that's sometimes true, but while we may be the face in corporate America, the pay isn't there for us. And the, the reason is it goes back to those old stereotypes and tropes. Oftentimes, black women make the, the dominant population, the majority population, feel a little more comfortable because sometimes they may feel that black men are too assertive or too aggressive. But even when they place us in those roles, they don't pay us for that. We're simply a face that's filling a role. Um, and even when they do put us in those roles, they tack on a bunch of extra responsibilities to make it impossible for us to even be successful in those roles. And that's part, that's the part that we don't talk about. So let me, and you and I've had this specific dialogue. And so tell me if I'm correct, just based on some dialogues you and I have had, because, you know, um, I've even went back and forth and challenged some of these thoughts. Right. And so mm-hmm. when you're saying what you're saying now, am I to, am I better understanding that, when you're saying we don't talk about it, you're talking, let me see if I'm, if I think I understand this because of individual conversations we have, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying it from the standpoint of how broader majority culture sees black women and what that fight is like, because I think I can, I've come to understand, because again, I've challenged this, these discussions before, but I think I've come to understand is when you're saying what you're saying now, as a man, sometimes I'm hearing what you're saying as if I'm not taking this fight up. And you're saying, no, this is just not being expressed correctly to the broader culture who's enacting the lower pay, if you will. Am I, am I better <laughs> understanding that now? Because I know we used to battle on this show sometimes on right. these these specifics, and and I'm, I'm, if I'm right about it, it was so eye-opening because the unfortunate reality is sometimes our dialogues, we do receive it, things as an attack that we shouldn't receive as an attack. You, you, when, 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to bring that out. I, I do. So, I opened right. the time. We finally kind of came to, well, I, I should say we, I came and it, bring, you know, kind of blew a light in my eyes. Like, oh, you're just saying how do we come together to address your issue to those who are doing it, if, if, if I'm understanding you correctly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, th- that's exactly what I'm saying to a large degree. And it, it actually, that is exactly what I'm saying, but it comes to discussions around it, um, there is a disconnect because if I say this, and, you, and like you said, we've gone back and forth with this, what a lot of people will hear is that black men aren't supporting, aren't supporting us. But when you leave out the specificity of black women, that under-differentiation um, allows for us, to, uh, for us to get lost in the fight for social justice. Um, when, we, when we think about, um, if we just say black people are, are, then the focus is going to be on black men. When we, if, just think about current society um, in, in the current movement that we're in, much more attention has been paid to Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd than, than, than the murder of Breonna Taylor. Um, and while there are still people who are saying, say her name, um, George Floyd, you know, sort of took center stage, and I understand why, but because of that under-differentiation of black men and black women, um, we miss the fact that black women face similar rates of racial disparities when it comes to traffic stops, when it comes to arrests, when it comes to prison sentences, the focus is typically on black men. And we don't, because we don't differentiate, black women seem to be invisible. Because when, you, when we don't differentiate, when we don't say black men and black women, mainstream society just lumps everybody together and they don't take into consideration those extra circumstances that black women have to encounter. So, yes, it's this, the comments are not directed at black men per se. Um, and, well, it's directed at black men for that specificity because when mainstream society gets it in their head, they, they envision black men. And, and, I, and I, I want to really go down this nuance because, again, this was super eye-opening in the dialogue because I think it would be quite helpful and again, because there's so many dialogues. I mean, obviously, we're just using this, these, the ones that you're bringing to the table, right, to the, as an example. But there's so many areas in which, in a sense, the, you know, the African American culture or race, in a sense, that are that are issues or plights. And I just want to say this very loud and clear, because again, it just it ring a bell for me in my head. Is Latrice is saying that the sisters when we're having these dialogues to a degree, they're saying the approach to, if, if there's some type of approach where we're saying, hey, there's some, some level of justice that needs to be had or there's some level of equity that needs to be had, uh, that it is highlighted specifically because in some areas it may be, it's like, for example, um, 
we know that there are medical inequities. Obviously, that's been highlighted over the last year and a half with the pandemic and things of that nature. Um, unfortunately, medical inequities have existed for, uh, unfortunately, for a long time within our community. Um, but there are definitely specific areas where, um, you know, to a degree, just by nature of gender, that are very specific to, you know, to Black women. You know, for example, um, what is it? What is it? Uh, what is it called? The mother, the, the like the what is it called? Mother mortality rates or something like. That when mm-hmm. yeah, maternal, and, and, maternal mortality rate. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. And so, 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 in that sense, yes. I just use I want to use this as an example because I think this is what I'm hearing Latrice say. Because again, a lot of these dialogues when sisters are saying, "Hey, point us out as African American men," we're often taking it as, "Well, we are fighting." We're thinking to ourselves, "We are fighting for you. We're fighting for both of us." Why is there a need to separate? I, I again, I used to ask Latrice this to a degree, but using the um, that 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 mortality rate, for example, you we could, in a sense, go to the medical and health field and say, hey, let's get these remedy, these health inequities remedy, because they're very apparent. Whereas in this specific area, it might require addressing a very different way, especially when you for you know unfortunately find out that of quote-unquote developed countries, for whatever that means, America's dead last when it comes to black women going into a hospital and having a child and living thereafter. I don't want to overplay that and act like it's super dangerous, but when you consider that it's such a disparity between what happens with black women who go through the hospital system versus white women, so we could, I think what I hear you saying, Latrice, is, Quite often, we will just lump it all together with all the other health inequities. But in that area, addressing that could play out very different than us, you know, even as men saying, we are coming together to, to, to you know, address these issues with, you know, whether it be through, polit- through uh, politically, whether legally, and, you know, saying, hey, let's highlight these specific things because that fight might require a different path. And if we don't separate it, it'll get left to the wayside. I think that's what I finally have come to understand. And I love highlighting this because I think a lot of us as men miss this to a degree when we're having these dialogues because we're so used to these these attacks that we're receiving sometimes when you're saying, hey, highlight this specific intersexuality. We think y'all are fighting to separate from us. And you're like, no, let's just see where it plays out specifically. Some areas it may, you know, like, for example, police brutality. Yes, it does happen to men more often, typically as far as the interaction. The police interact with more men than women. However, it doesn't change that plight is what I think I finally have come to understand. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. Well, actually, the interactions are not, um, while there is a small disparity, I'm looking for the stat right now, but I can't put my hand on it on my cell phone. Um, they're, they're, but they are, they are higher than other populations with regard to black women and black men being um, harassed by the police. But, uh, you know, there was a recent study that, that talked about the stereotypical attributes of men and women um, and for black people or white people. And what they found is that other groups, there were distinct differentiations between stereotypes associated with their, their men and their women. But with black men and women, they were considered to be more similar to each other. And that's important because when we look at these horrendous videos of police um, abusing us, 
we'll see them drag a black woman out of her car the same way that they drag a black man out of their car, their car because there is no, in their mind, there is no differentiation between the black man and the black woman. No, I love it. And, 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 I, and I want people to catch what just happened. So I was just kind of dialoguing about, in a sense, the number of men that are brutalized, right, versus the number of women. But I love what you're explaining here now because, again, Latrice, I want, and I hope some, you know, I hope men are out here listening to this. Um, but you are automatically still kind of going to the dialogue you're attempting to make us, even as black men, understand is this is the dialogue in a sense. If this is an issue, quote unquote, that we have to have with the majority culture, that we have to be very clear that in this example, they don't make a distinction. So in a sense, they treat a black woman just like they might treat a black man, and so it's like. Um, it's just it's just so unique to now fully understand again my bad as a black man right understand you've never been trying to distinguish and split it up between us you're just saying here's how we have to attack this and if we don't attack it this way they'll just keep seeing our our women as men and it makes it more dangerous for you as black women so I think that's I hope that's what I'm clearly understanding at this point that is absolutely what I'm saying. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, oh, wow, good stuff, good stuff. Glad to reach to that position. Uh, I want to say thank you. Happy holidays to you, Queen. I am going to go to a break and bring on another Queens of Intellect. I really appreciate you, and I'll just say check your cash out today. I got at least a little dinner for you, and thank you uh, for, for what you've been doing with me and sticking with me for these. For you, you've been with me for years. So I just want to say thank you, Queen. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to your family. Um, and with that said, we'll go to a break, and I'll be bringing on next up Ashley Thomas as one of our queens of intellect. We'll be right back. Thank you, Queen, if you will. If there's any um, public information you want to give out, please do it at this time. Sure. If you want to reach me to speak on topics related to diversity, equity, and inclusion, Latrice, B as in boy, Roth, at gmail.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn at Latrice Roth. I love Thank it. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back with our next Queens of Intellect member, Ashley Thomas. All I ask is that you think. She would trip the melon. Trip the Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know it's me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, why mental dialogue honors black women as I am highlighting my queens of intellect cadre who hold me down every Saturday morning. I have various queens with various backgrounds that hold me down, and now I want to introduce Ashley Thomas. Thank you, queen, for being with me. If you will, say hello to the two seekers and you've been on the show many times yourself. And if you will, go ahead and give them a little bit of your background as we attempt to continue to honor uh, our queens of intellect and black women in general. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. Sure. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. If you celebrate the holidays, Merry Christmas to you. I hope that everyone is doing well. I'm excited to be here to chat with you all. Um My name is Ashley Thomas, and you've probably heard me on here talking about money and finance. So I am the owner and founder of Making Money Matter, LLC, Um, and we partner with Mental Dialogue, where we are having conversations regarding money and uh, mental health and merging those two. We do the um, once a month, every Monday, just talking about mental health and money and bridging that gap and, you know, just helping people realize Um, more about their money and how their emotions play into that. And um, I work in the retirement industry, and I am happy to be on this morning. So glad to have you again. This morning's discussion question is why mental dialogue honors black women. And I explained at the top of the last hour that ultimately uh, I just want to always ensure no matter the topic, uh, we we, we are the best in the world at hard conversations on race, sex, culture and business in the African-American community, that I keep a woman's perspective, and you are quite the expert when it comes to finance and money. And so when we tackle, whether it be investment, stock market, business, I'm always calling Ashley up, say, hey, can you hold me down this Saturday? Can you jump in the saddle with me? Uh, because um, you truly, truly, truly do understand this money to the degree, as you said, we have now partnered, just to highlight this very quickly, making money free Zoom event where money and mental health come together. So super excited about what we're going to do with that as we had our first one last month. The next one is January 10th. But, you know, with with that said, we'll get we'll let people know how they can, you know, stay in contact and possibly join us for that because, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, as you say, with that process that even when you're helping people with money, there are other aspects of their lives when it comes to mental health that may be affecting yeah. their money that they're unaware of. So that was, you know, so unique when I met you. So just to highlight what I see so different about you is not only are you an expert in what you do, but it was just when you told me that that's what you ultimately wanted to accomplish when you help people with money, I was like, that fits right in line with mental dialogue. What I always say, um, the uh the answer is in the name itself, mental dialogue. If we can improve the conversation you're having inside your own head, then you are better. Therefore, the community is better. Right. You know what I mean? And so, you know, two things that we subconsciously worry about, whether we want recognize it or not, is usually finances and health, whether we worry, you know, think about it or not. So that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's bring the table, and that's what I love about you. Um, you know, if you will, Queen, um, just share with people real quickly what you love about being on the platform as one of the Queens of Intellect members. Um, I I will say, like, one of the things that I honestly love is I I think, like, just being in 
the finance industry, there are oftentimes you don't see black people represented and then you don't see black women represented. Um, And I would consider myself, and in terms of the financial industry, I would consider myself fairly young um, versus, you know, the tenure that a lot of people have in there. And so I think that I have a different perspective from a lot of people in the financial industry. And so just being able to have a platform to share that um, and, and really have the opportunity to break the mindset that a lot of us have about money, right? Just like my mom has listened to shows and she's commented on um, how they've been beneficial for her and, you know, my friends have listened. And, and just being able to have these conversations that we don't have and being able to voice my opinion or share the opinions of black women that look like me, that might think like me, um, and and often not having that platform is, is such an amazing feeling, knowing that I am empowered and, like, my voice is heard and um, there are other women, there are other people that can understand and relate to what I'm saying. I just think it's, it's so important, right? Like, representation matters, um, whether it's within our community or outside of it, and, and being able to have that representation within the community is just so important. And being able to talk to people that hear what I'm saying and hear what Mental Dialogue is talking about and just how beneficial it has been for them in their lives, I think it's just a game changer. Well, no, I absolutely appreciate those thoughts about the platform. But, you know, again, today, appreciate you more um, just from the standpoint, I mean, just, make, you know, remind me of even something that I always put on the write-ups for every show, which is men of dialogue asking the questions America's afraid to ask. And so when I say, you know, we do these hard conversations, you and I both know, uh, and especially with now that we started the uh, free um, Zoom, and, you know, you always talk about it, that ultimately one of the areas we're most afraid to talk about is our finances. So, you know, mm-hmm. you absolutely help us navigate those specific shows, if you will. Well, the one question I said I'm going to ask all of you, uh, I um, just had Latrice on, and so the question I wanted to ask you, do you feel the black woman's voice is respected within the black community, Queen? Oh, I, I feel like it depends on the topic. I, I really feel like it depends on the topic. I don't think that um, that we are in – in a struggle with each other and sometimes it does not feel like we are heard or um understood and 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 i say that because oftentimes i think when we have dialogues between black men and black women it becomes a competition about who's suffering more um and it really doesn't have to be about that right like i i think a lot of what we're trying to say is like the same things that you're experiencing, we're experiencing as well. And, like, that's, that reason alone that you've had the experiences that you've had is enough reason for you to be like, I'm going to protect a black woman. And so I, I think that sometimes, depending on the topic, um, depending on the day, definitely we are heard. But I think that there can be more that's done on both sides to bridge the gap and and really um, have a better sense of connectedness with each other and, and knowing that we're all struggling 
the same way. It, it's just different, right? It's the same struggle. We just experience it in different ways just because we're men and women. Um, but I, I would honestly say sometimes it, it depends on the topic, and, and sometimes that is very heartbreaking. No, I absolutely understand that perspective. And as I listen to you, and I've I've had some videos talking about this very thing, and it's just something um, that I think is perfect to bring to the table because of what you said, um, is there are certain dialogues, you know, that, yeah, I think I think it's fair, like you said, it's not necessarily every dialogue about every topic mm-hmm. where become an issue, but there are certain dialogues where we literally literally are having damn near a pissing contest on who's hurt the most. Yep. Yep. Um, and I and I don't think, and obviously once it gets to that point, um, you know, now it's really, you know, quite often it's done on social media, right? Um, but you know that the live experience is, a, a, you know, an event where we get out in person. But it doesn't matter whether it's on social media or you go to other programs and, and we're trying to deal with maybe issues in the community. And there are some times where that pissing contest literally starts, um, and ultimately, there's, I think there's a concept that I, that I don't think anybody that's, that engages in that, because it can happen so much and so it, it has happened so much and so often, that I don't think anybody in, that's engaged in that has this understanding, actually, in my opinion. I don't think they understand that any event, if the other gender were to get it, because, again, that's how the contest is going, right? It's like, no, right. I've been through this. And it's like you're trying to make the other gender understand, the, you know, you know, the man's plight or the woman's plight, right. whatever that conversation may right. be, right? Yeah. But there, I think there, there's this concept that if the other gender would understand how hurt or how damaging this comes, the situation is, you would, you would do it, you would do things very different. Right. Yes. So that's why I, the I contest, agree. Yeah. So that's why the contest happens. What I the reason I'm saying this is I want to wake everyone up to that's that's not going to get the action you're looking for. So mm-hmm. at a point, we should just automatically understand we're both hurting. Right. So we can get to the just understand like you said we're both hurting. If we start with that baseline. Let's have let's talk solutions from in in an area where we might be both hurting because there's I think again this false idea that if the other gender understood our plight they would act differently versus understand one we're in this together we're typically both hurting so what is the solution for both of us versus having an argument over who's hurting worse. So I agree with you so so much yeah. that too many dialogues fall into that. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. I I feel like the thing that really came up in in what you were just saying is is like, um, who are we outside of our pain? And I I don't think that enough people are ready to let that go because who who would you be if you were not you know constantly talking about how you've been hurt by women or hurt by men? Um, it, it takes a very courageous and brave person to face their traumas and unlearn the things that have been hurting them and kept them where they are and, like, decide to make the intentional and conscious act of moving past that. And so I, I think that a lot of what hampers us is that we we don't know 
who we are outside of that pain and that that just everything that is going on within our community. We don't know who we are without those things. Like our entire experience in America has been about all of these struggles and traumas. And so like, who are we as a people? Who are we as black men and women outside of that? And until we have the courage to like try to move beyond that, right? Like move beyond all of our struggles. And it's not to say like, just forget it or don't process it, but it really is like unpacking that stuff and really trying to get to our most authentic and healed selves. Like we're not going to be able to move past that. No, you're absolutely right. Um, Queen, we are up against the break. Do you have a little more time with me? I'm, you know, I'm waiting for a couple of the queens sure. to let you on. I know it's, it's it's the holiday season, so a couple, you know, um, our queens are our mothers, so they, you know they may not be able to come on and, get, in a sense, get highlighted. So I'm gonna go to a commercial and keep you on because I definitely want to peel back what you just talked about because we were just talking about some of that very that very thing about in a sense, identifying too much with your pain and it being part of your trauma mm-hmm. and unfortunately being unaware of it so you don't deal with the trauma when we had um, Dr. Trina Pittman on, you know, just last um, Saturday, who also was partnered with you with the Making Money Matters. So we'll be right yeah. back. You listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Are you intimidated by money? While this is a question most people never think to ask themselves, but when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Mondays, where money meets mental health with personal finance coach, Ashley Thomas, and psychotherapist, Dr. Katrina Pitt. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mental Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Hey, Miss Lupita. Hope you know you inspired a future women for us. Don't know your vibe, really. Just know that your mother Kenyan. Just know that they're melanin mesmerizing in every picture. Got you. Hey, Miss Ducky, hey. I think your hair is amazing, but brain is even greater. Don't ever let what people say ever convince you ain't bae. No when hella actors, blackface, and try players. Got you. Hey, Viola, darling. I see you shining with Shonda. Thought I should rhyme about you. Cause you body the monologues and you care about it then Get away with murder every time you red carpet Got you Hey Miss Easter Ray Beautiful Senegalese leader with shit to say We should meet today Maybe at our best buy Lawrence Hive still I'm proud East is a savage actually East the night Right Black is beautiful baby Black is bold Black is black true but black is gold No Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, why Mental Dialogue honors black women as we are highlighting my cadre of sisters and queens that hold me down every Saturday on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show shows. They're known as the Queens of Intellect. We currently still have on Ashley Thomas of Making Money Matters. Um, thank you, Queen, again for being on with me. And um, yes, just absolutely highlighting um, 
again, a lot of dialogue, as I just, you know, I asked you before the break, um, you know, in a sense, do you feel the black woman's voice is respected? And you said on oh, some issues, yes, some issues, no. Uh, but when that issue, when, they, when it is not, quite often it's the contest between black men and black women of who's had it worse. And it's basically, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, you know, we're really, um, really, unfortunately, a lot of times unknowingly, as you said, I love this, identifying with the pain that it becomes our identity. And so um, so a lot of what we see on, on, you know, even social media back and forth, uh, we see a lot of these dialogues where it's like uh, an entire group just latches on. And, and when you're watching it, I know, I think we can agree that that group is very unaware of what trauma is associated for why they're latching yep. on to try to prove to the other gender Here's what, here's what the experience, and again, there's this, I'm going to make it real clear, false belief that if the other gender under person understood your plight, your pain, they would change. That has to become a mirror look. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, I just, it, it's so disheartening sometimes when when you see our interactions with each other because we really are going through the same things, right? We're we're having these very similar experiences, and and it's true. Like hurt people hurt people, and unfortunately, when you don't know that you're hurt, all you're doing is like bleeding on other people, and we have to be able to move past that. You know, I, I'm very big on mental health. I'm very big on unpacking those things just because when you create the awareness, you create the opportunity for your life and anybody else that you interact with, like for for their life to be different because now there are other ways that you can handle these things. When you understand, you know, like people can only, because people don't know what they're dealing with, and they don't recognize their traumas and triggers, when you when you recognize that, right, it, it allows you to just be so much kinder to other people and to extend um, a level of grace that you probably are not used to because you just see it, right? Like people are just out here trying to survive and trying to live, and it takes nothing for you to give that grace of being like, I know that you're trying to do your absolute best. I can see this trauma and these triggers that you're getting caught up in. And, like, there's no reason for me to take it personal. And oftentimes we take it very personal um, when when these things are happening to us because we think that they are happening to us. But it's not, right? Like, these are people mm-hmm. living their lives caught knee-deep in trauma and they don't know it, and all they're doing is projecting or casting out these hurt feelings, that embarrassment, that shame, that guilt, that heartbreak onto other people because they haven't learned how to deal with it themselves. And so you you can't get upset about that. It's it's very easy to, and you would be justified to an extent in, in being hurt, but it doesn't change anything. It doesn't improve the relationship amongst each other. And, yeah, we, we've got to move past that identity with pain because it's just keeping us stuck there. No, absolutely. So I guess, if you will, um, again, coming on the platform quite often and obviously being super, very effective at what you do, um, if I could just kind of even go to a, I guess, another degree of that discussion, the question of, you know, in a sense, black woman's voice being respected, uh, what areas mm-hmm. in a 
sense do you feel are misunderstood within African-American <laughs> culture when it comes to the black woman's plight? If you just had to say that individually, what is it that culturally we misunderstand? Because here's, here's the thing. When I, and the reason I'm using the word culturally specifically there, Ashley, is because even though a lot of times we will divide things into gender, uh, the reality is there are some things that really apply to our entire society and culture where there are distinctions made gender-wise that it's not necessarily just on the men to have the understanding. It's almost like the culture is missing something mm-hmm. about what a woman's plight is like. Does that make sense? Because what I mean is sometimes yeah. some things just y'all are experiencing, there's, in a sense, a lot of women to a degree. I'll give you an example of what I mean, so I'll make some very clear for anybody listening. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is the issue you're going to bring up, but I just think this is an example um, that just that's real that I like to make real clear. So, um, like, unfortunately, for example, um, like I'm, you know, I'm a numbers person, try to bring as much stats as I can bring to the table, and I'm, and a lot of people don't know this, but you know, stats never tell you actually what's going on; they just help you understand the trend quite often. Um, if if, right. if the study is comp- comprehensive enough, some people think that I rely on stats as if they're factual or as they is. I, I just want to highlight that as much as I use them, I'm very aware that they're not necessarily reality. I just wanted to highlight that very briefly. But for example, when it comes to maybe um, diff- like domestic violence or sexual abuse and things of that nature, unfortunately, we know that um, women in general throughout, throughout America experience those things at a higher rate, right? And mm-hmm. but we have certain things within our culture where we're like, as the black community, we don't, we've got these certain things that we always talk about, we sweep under the rug. So like, for right. example, like, for example, and this is, this is a highlight exactly what I mean by culture versus turning it into a gender issue. So, like, for example, um, one of our toughest subject matters is when we're talking about child sexual abuse. And so quite often the focus is on that it happens to a lot of g- little girls, happens to boys as well, right? But quite often the focus goes to the young ladies. And we know that there, especially I'm growing up in the South, that there are a lot of issues where families have not dealt with some levels of abuse that have happened inside of their families. And so in a dialogue today, that'll get thrown into a gender divide when the reality is when you go inside their family, you find out that it's not just the men that didn't do something. It was, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's always going to be men and women that didn't protect to protect that child quite often. I'm not saying in every family situation, but it becomes part of the culture because they're shame that they don't want brought to the family. So ultimately the shame affects all of us, but the dialogue are happening as if men are not being protective when we really should be calling out our entire culture for the fact that we're not protecting these children. Does that make sense of what I'm trying to distinguish how it will get thrown into a gender divide when we really should be calling out our entire culture? So I thought that to go back to the question to you, is what area do you feel like the black woman's plight is most misunderstood by our entire culture, not just by, you know what I mean, men or women, if that makes sense? Um, I, I would say if I had to give it broad blanket, just, just because I feel like it captures so much, I would say that um, it, it's like relationships and sex. Right. And, and it kind of comes to this whole 
we we did one show where we were talking about um, dating for black women, right? And and like it was a very good show because we were talking about how, you know, like where where are women, black women, supposed to go to meet like um, black men that are educated? And so the the topic came up about college, and and it was kind of like. Black women get get called gold diggers by black women and by black men um, for wanting a man that will financially take care of them. But like, if if you had a daughter or a niece, like you would want to make sure that she's taken care of. Right. And and it it becomes like when it comes to relationships, I feel like we can't win for losing. Um, mm-hmm on on any platform right like if if you're single and you don't have kids like we get called crazy and and if you're you know you have kids like how many how many baby daddies do you have like all of these things just kind of get played for black women where we get coded or labeled as something by black men and women regardless of our status, regardless of why we're doing what we're doing, right? If you're single, if you're married, you you catch it. I mean, we see it all the time on social media um, with the, I, I think it was like um, Steph Curry's wife when she wanted to like dress a certain type of way and then, oh, she, she was talking about women that dress like that. Like people can change. You know, I, I just feel like when it comes to relationships culturally, Black women are not understood. And, like, if, if we're looking to be taken care of, we're always trying to mooch off of or take something from someone else. If, if we want to be stay-at-home wives, it's a problem. If we want to work, then how are we expecting our partner to still try to support us or why are we expecting them to still pay the bills, right? Like, there are so many ways that it just kind of feels like it's, it's hard to be a black woman in these conversations culturally because there's a different opinion from our older generation. There's a different opinion for the younger generation mm-hmm. and there's a difference in opinion just within the genders. And it, it becomes very exhausting just trying to show up and live. And, and for me, like I just want peace and happiness, you know, like that's it at the end of the day, I don't care about the amount of money. Like if my bills are paid, and I can put money into my savings and for retirement, I'm great. I just want happiness. And and it just it's very hard to achieve that because there's some label that's thrown at you one way or the other, regardless of what you're trying to do. I, nah, I don't know if that's the question. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think, you know, I think like you said, I think we we try to have the dialogue so in a sense that it sometimes doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it still does because some of these issues we haven't really delved into as a community. And so, you know, I've, yeah. I've talked to you after the show where you're like, I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're paying for the show, but you admit this is tiring. This is hard. You know what I mean? And so uh, we definitely try to have those dialogues in a manner that is helpful versus just, again, the, the gender divide or the war between the saying who has it worse. So we do try to do better than that. Well, thank you so much, Queen, for being with me, if you will. Let people know how they can stay in contact with you. Uh, we're definitely playing the commercial January the 10th will be our next Making Money Matter Monday, so I'll steal your thunder on that one. But if you will, let people know how they can stay in contact um, with you um, as well as we go to the top of the hour and bring on our next Queen of Intellect member, DeAsia Robinson. Thank you, Queen, for being with me today. 
Yeah, sure. You guys can stay in contact with me uh, at Making Money Matter LLC on Facebook and Instagram. You can go to my website, www.makingmoneymatter.org. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm tagged on plenty of the posts with Mental Dialogue, so if you don't remember my information, you go to Mental Dialogue. I'm probably somewhere in the comments or tagged on the post. And as Montoya mentioned, um, you know, doing the Making Money Matter Mondays with a conversation with Dr. Pittman. If you missed the first one, you are missing some really great information. So I hope to see some new faces on when we have our next one next month. No, absolutely. And just so you know, for the Making Money Matters, you have to follow myself or Ashley, and you have to DM us for the link. So while you will see it promoted, make sure you are DMing us if you want to take part in those free Zooms, and we are looking for sponsors as well. With that said, thank you, Queen, for being with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Uh, every drip drop worth more than a pot of gold. It's magic in your soul, girl, if you ain't know. Your offspring copy moves was duplicated. Your body, your features all been replicated. God so amazing, God so creative. The way you're taking that light when sun gates you know that flavor, girl, you got that flavor. Same the worst behavior. Next to good health, right before wealth, you write in my prayers. I can't wait till later. Need you on my timer. Turn a male man to a good king, that Michelle Obama. This is what I'm fond of. As long as she's dripping for a ticket, I will stand in line for. That's to die for. My Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, a highlight of independent artist, the good king, dripping melanin, the very appropriate for this morning's discussion question, why Mental Dialogue honors black women, as I am highlighting my cadre of co-hosts, the queens of intellect member. If you were fortunate enough the first hour, you heard Latrice um, Ross, as well as Ashley Thomas in the first hour. Now I want to highlight um, the Asia Robinson from Desk of the Asia. Hey, hey, the Asia. Hey, my fire. How you doing this morning, Queen? I want to thank you for coming on with us as we are having this discussion of why mental dialogue honors black women and taking the time to highlight each of you that hold me down every Saturday morning. I've been rocking for six years now, and um, y'all hold me down and make sure we keep a woman's perspective on every show. So if you will, Queen, give people a little bit of your background um, before we get in, continue into this morning's discussion. Well, I am the Asia Robinson. I am the host of a podcast called Death of the Asia, where I have a uh, two parts. Um, I have one part that's called the You Can't Whoop Me edition. That's where I discuss, like, trending topics that's going on in social media, just your fun stuff um, that we can let our hair down and just have some fun with. And uh, I also have the Just This of the Asia where, you know, I touch on harder topics, more serious stuff that take place in our community that we need to address. And um, it's all the same platform. It's just different editions of the show. 
something no. similar to the mental dialogue, how you have the mental dialogue, you you have the uh, uh, the blog talk show on Saturdays, and then you also have just my three cents on Wednesdays. Yeah, absolutely. So it's pretty much kind of like the same thing in addition yeah, to the yeah, same yeah. show. Well, well, you helped me. You know, again, you started out being a Queens of Intellect member, and you had um, jumped out into the, you know, social media, I mean, into the podcasting space, if you will. Um, but you helped me in a sense, graduate from simply, again, we're here every Saturday morning on Blog Talk, uh, but you helped graduate me to the video podcasting. So to a degree, I'm following your lead when it comes to having a couple of shows, which is definitely a lot of work doing two shows versus one, mm-hmm. but a lot of time into this one. Um, but yeah, very similar. The Desk of the AG, you know, we do we support each other. I've been on your show. You obviously are a Queens of Intellect member, and I love having you on. So, you know, if I can, I want to highlight a little bit about yourself, as I mentioned in the first hour, um, not only am I always, in a sense, wanting to keep a woman's perspective on any topic that we may be discussing on race, sex, culture, and business in the African-American community, uh, but ultimately, I don't think I said this enough in the first hour, but ultimately, not only is it simply to have a woman's perspective, uh, but I really enjoy having completely differing perspectives. So a lot, quite often when there are certain topics that I may attack, I'm always trying to figure out what and against what's, uh, in a sense, this particular Queens of Intellect background of how she may fit in or her perspective on this particular topic. But the ultimate thing about each of you is uh, y'all are not only so intelligent, but y'all are great listeners and y'all are capable of having dialogue. And so y'all really add to this show because at the end of the day, I always say this concept of we like to practice the art of consideration when we're having dialogues. You and I both know whether it's on social media or in person, quite often plenty of debates are basically people yelling beliefs at each other. And while we can get very passionate on this show, there's been times you, you know, I've had you frustrated and, you know, I've had you, you know, and you've had me frustrated to a degree, but the thing I can count on with you, DeAsia, is even in frustration, you will stick it out and listen. And a lot of times once we listen to one another, we're able to get past where we're stuck at. And I think that's an actual benefit that each of you bring is you bring your own minds and you know that it's going to be respected on this show. Again, that is a way of honoring, you know, you as black women, your thoughts on being on the platform, what you enjoy about the platform and what I just said as well. Um, The the thing that I really enjoy about the platform is the, uh, the different perspectives and and welcoming people to come on and be passionate uh, to be to be able to express themselves freely, but also remain respectful. Uh, since I've been a part of the Queens of Intellect and also just you know sitting back and just being a listener or whatnot, uh, I've learned so much from from this show. Um, it's some things that have been mentioned that I never would have thought of. So it's, it's, it's so important that platform that lends itself to actually getting into the nuances of things. Uh, it's nothing that can't be discussed. Uh, and a lot of times that we be uncomfortable with having certain conversations. And this platform, it definitely, uh, it, it actually takes away some of the apprehension that people might have 
we're discussing certain topics. It feels like a safe space, and it's very much needed in our community because men and women, we need to be able to have conversations with each other in controlled spaces where we know, hey, it's safe for us to be able to express ourselves and get things off our chest. And at the end of the day, it's our love, and this is what the mental dialogue does for the community. So I definitely appreciate you for continuing to put on the good fight. I know that sometimes what you do might not is 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 not very rewarding a lot of times, but it's definitely something amazing that you have here. And I just want you to keep on going and doing what you do because whether you know it or not, you touch a whole lot of people. No, I really, really appreciate that. And the truth is you've been saying that to me for months now. And um, I can say um, even going into this holiday, uh, I've received messages uh, really going into the holiday season, one from a co- co-worker. Um, I'm not a big, ho- you know, I'll be honest, I'm not a big holiday person or whatever. But, you know, just on a personal basis, the main thing for me is, you know, getting connected with my family and respect people who, you know, celebrate to the fullest. I, I, you know, we is a you know we definitely are in no judgment zone. You know, at you know here, so I don't want anybody to just take that when I say I'm just you know just personally I just don't get into holiday any holidays. That's just kind of me personally or whatever. I'm not a not a scrooge with it or whatever. It's just who I am. But I highlight that because of what you just said, Asia, and having one of my coworkers who gave me a, a Christmas card who highlighted how much, you know, listening to the Just My Three Cents podcast that I just started, you know, a couple of months ago. Again, thanks to your encouragement as well. Highlighting me, highlighting me, thank one institution because they're the ones who really got behind me, pushing me to do a, a second um, a second um, show, if you will, and you will walk me through exactly how to do it. So I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank you for I shouldn't I don't know if I should thank you for this one, Asia, because you do have the distinction of all the Queens of Intellect member. You know, I, you know, again, I always say I love to bring people on different shows and different topics who are a little smarter than myself. You know, on various issues, and I will give you again. I don't know if I'm gonna thank you for this, but you do have the distinction of intellectually ragdolling me for an entire two hours on a show. <laughs> now. I don't know. That, like I said, I said a little smarter than myself. That day you had me looking dumb. <laughs> I remember that day you talked about it. So just so people know, go back and listen to, I think it's the show, something to the effect that I always do the show in the form of a question for those who are first-time listeners. But the show on um, why can't rappers talk down on the LGBTQIA community. If you go back and listen to that show, the Asian Robinson intellectually ragdolled me for an entire two hours, and they might have even been an extra two minutes on that show. Go ahead, I'm still mad at you for that. <laughs> yeah, you um, you were feeling some type of way for about two days after that. You was like, you posted it on IG and everything. I was like, I got a man down, cold pen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a good show. No, it was. It was. It was an excellent show. Uh, it's a it's a real good example of what we were just talking about. The you know when you said the idea of nuance uh, and the passion, because I was passionate about my side, you were passionate about your side, and ultimately the dialogue was two people listening, even with the passion. So you know that's what made again, like you said, that's what the platform is for. So it really epitomized what we do. 
But in retrospect, you know, after the show, I was like, you know what? For as much as I was pushing back, I wasn't really making no sense. So I was little. The little sense <laughs> I was making, she made a whole lot more three cents than I made. You know what I mean? That's just for those who don't know. We asked for three cents on this show, not just two cents. Um, but the question I've been asking all of the queens of intellect um, that have come on the age, I want to ask you as well: Do you feel the black woman's voice is respected within the black community? No, I don't feel like the black woman's voice is respected in the the black community as a whole. I think the black woman's voice is somewhat respected in different sectors. Like, or like in this case, you have carved out a space called the mental dialogue where, you know, all voices are welcome. And you definitely highlight uh, the queens and everything. And, yeah, in this particular case, in this small sector, yes, the black woman's voice is respected, but as a whole, no, I don't think so. And so, boom, kind of blunt and to the point, you don't think it's respected. Um, and just in your, from your own perspective, if it, let's say if it were to be respected as a whole, um, do, you, do you have any anticipation for what might be different in the community? I think we will be a lot further um, in, in in our in our uh, fight, you know, that we have here in in America and throughout the diaspora. I think uh, we we will be a lot further. Uh, a lot of times, women are met with this thing where it's like everything that we say is looked at is we're having an emotional response to something. Is it, 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 we're not respect our logic thinking, logical thinking isn't respected. Is people always think that every time a woman opens up her mouth, is because she's being emotional about something. And so it's not so much as I don't think people even try to not respect a woman's opinion. It's just that it's just overlooked because again, it's like okay. She's a woman, very emotional. They only think about their think with their emotions. So I'm just not. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a take this in one ear and out the other one type of thing. And I think that once a person, once people actually realize that, no, we're logical thinkers as well, and we have something to offer also, and everything just not wrapped up in our emotions. I think once people start to grasp that, we'll start being heard. Um, and I think too. Women do have to do a better job as well as not reacting to every little thing. A lot of times we're moved by sensationalism. As black people, we're moved by sensationalism. And a lot of times women are moved by it more so than men. And when we have these particular things that happen in our lives that comes up, like whether it's in our uh, romantic relationships, with our family, friends, and things like that, once we start just reacting to everything and having an emotional response to things instead of sitting back and just using our words and talking things through, I think once we start displaying those types of behaviors in our interactions with people, I think eventually it'll get to the point where, you know, we'll be looked at as, you, you know, we could be rational and we could be logical As well, but a lot of times we want to be respected for that, but then also we want to be able to have the 
we want our cake and eat it too. Like I want to no, be absolutely. respected, and I want you to you, you know respect my mind, but also when something happens, I want to react the way I want to react to it as well. And you can't have no, it absolutely. both ways. No, absolutely. Here's the, I think I think it's fair to say as a culture to a degree we men and women to a degree can struggle with that based on the issue. But I do agree that unfortunately um, it is assumed too much or too often that that's what a woman's going to do. And so she's not hers. So I think that's a fair thought. Um, if you will, Queen, we are already at, at the break. Again, we're just keeping you on quick and short. Let them know how they can follow Desk of the Age. I know you kind of told them already, but tell them again so I can honor our next um, Queen that's coming on Oshun Ojo. She's up next. But thank you, Queen, for being with me and thanks for holding me down. Please go look in your cash app because I got a little, you know, little, little dinner. Can't do much right now. We're gonna oh, get you know, I like shimani. Yeah, yeah, we got a little dinner coming <laughs> for you. Cash app afterwards. Um, but if you will, same thing for you. Oh. I think you're listening as well. I've got to tell her that. Um, but tell them how to stay in contact so we can go to break and bring Osh- um, Osh- uh, Oshun on. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Corey. You still know the way of my heart. Y'all can find me on cash app. No, I'm just playing. But anyway, um, y'all could definitely find me on YouTube. Please go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Desk of the Asia, D-A-S-I-A. Subscribe to my YouTube channel so I can get to the money. Um, you can find me on IG, uh, Facebook, as well as Twitter. I don't really know how to use Twitter that well, but I'm on there. Um, but, yeah, all of the social media platforms, you can find me on there at Desk of the Asia. All right, thank you, Queen. We're gone. Let me get this break and get Oshun on. Thanks a lot, Queen. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you. All right. Does she really grow up all like me? Don't believe in nothing but the Almighty. Just a little jeans and a pure white She never dreamed to ever be nobody wifey. Yeah. She was a man, a pretty but your heart is a man. Play you like a villain cause she caught in a way. Tonight I am walking away. Nine to five, mine on a grind. Yeah, yeah. Tonight I might fall in love, depending on how you owe me. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases. And for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, why Mental Dialogue honors black women as I'm highlighting my various queens of intellect co-hosts that hold me down. I'm bringing on one of our newest co-hosts, Oshun Ojo. Thank you, Queen, for being with me this morning. How are you doing? Peace. Um, everything is beautiful. How are you? Oh, glad. I'm doing very well. Glad to have you on, if you will. Um, tell people a little bit of your background, because, again, this is, um, you know, unless they've caught the show sporadically, um, you're one of our newest queens of intellect, so they may not have heard your voice. So please let them know who you are. And, again, glad to have you, Oshu. Yeah, I'm so thankful that you brought me into the into the fold. Um, I feel like I'm a part of a um, an elite elite group. 
Um, every time I listen to the show, I, I'm introduced to a new person, usually a new sister, but always a new person. Um, a couple of those sisters that you interviewed before me, I had never um, been introduced to before, so it's always a beautiful thing to hear them. Um, my name is Oshun Ojo. Um, I'm a pharmacist by trade. Um, I'm a techie. I'm currently working in um, healthcare software design, development, implementation. Um, but I use the work that I do in tech um, to uh, further my interest in community activism. I have like 20 years or 20 plus years, I want to age myself, of um, grassroots um, community organization um, experience. Um, I generally these days kind of center my, my work around black women and children, but I do have involvement in like all aspects of um, uh, grassroots community organizing. Um, I'm the founder of um, Execute Code Black, which is a nonprofit organization that offers free coding classes and, some, and free summer camps um, and also pathways to certification to black and brown girls aged 5 to 21. Um, I'm an ambassador for Code.org and for BlackGirlsCode.org. Um, specific to black boys, I also have recently, um, since this past summer, started working with a, a community gardening program um, called the Urban Ranger Corps. And they kind of specialize in giving disenfranchised black boys an introduction into, like, master gardening and agriculture. Um, they're based in Kansas City, Missouri, but we're also looking to expand. That's why I got involved with it. I live in the city of Houston, and we'll be um, doing a pilot program in Houston this upcoming spring. Um, but we're, all, we're also looking to expand nationwide. So if you're interested in, like, seeding or participating in a program that brings um, urban boys into agriculture, please reach out to me. We need land. We need gardeners. We need master gardeners. And especially we need black men um, who want to mentor and make a difference in the lives of black boys. Um, and then most recently, I accepted a position on the board of directors as the director of public relations for an organization called BeLikeAGirl.org. Um, so if you have a girl child who is interested in tech or coding, reach out to me. We have, um, I'm, I am connected with a group of dynamic black women in tech, and we provide mentorship, scholarships, um, job opportunities, internships, and, and everything else you can imagine. Um, you can reach us at, um, you can reach me at execute code black, um, execute code black, all one word, at gmail.com, and also at belikeagirl.org. Um, my personal email is omioshun at gmail.com. It's O-M-I-O-S-H-U-N at gmail.com. That's, that's a, a little bit about me. Ain't I a woman? <laughs> that's what I just heard. <laughs> Ain't I a woman is what I just heard. Okay. Hey, 20 years, yes. 20, 20 years of community activism um, will lead to um, quite often uh, our queens you know, it sounds like you're stretching yourself thin. I'm not going to assume that, but it sounds like it because you're involved in so many things. Um, but it's part of the reason, um, you know, I, I think I found you or somebody recommended you to me on social media based on a subject matter, and we had you on one time. And, um, again, not only am I committed to bringing a, a, a woman's voice to the table, uh, but I really uh, appreciate each of the queens of intellect, you know, again, not just simply respecting their mind, but quite often on certain areas. Like I know one thing with you, Oshun, is, and we've been able to do this, is we don't agree on some things. And ultimately, when I got a topic where I know Oshun's not going to agree, I got to get her on the show. I'll call you and be like, I need you. <laughs> I, I don't say I want you. I say I need you. Because 
I'm so committed to not doing what people typically do with, with dialogues, which is debate and yell beliefs. I know that yeah. I have a perspective. I've watched you enough and know certain things that you promote and let me know. I'm like, we definitely differ on it. And my goal is to allow both sides to actually be heard. And so versus me having a show where it's just a platform where we just get a bunch of people who think alike or just want to agree with each other and feel good about it. I'm saying, no, let me hear what Oshun has to say because it's not for me. It's for the audience to learn and be open to perspectives they may not have heard. And so I think we've done that very well where we've completely disagreed and it was extremely respectful. And you wouldn't, if you listen to the dynamic of the dialogue, you didn't realize we're disagreeing. So you have to actually listen to what we're saying. And we respect each other. So that's something that I, I agree wholly. Truly, truly appreciate about you. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. I, I agree wholly. And I want to say also, I, I really appreciate that about you, that um, this platform is not – people generally look for confirmation uh, – we have confirmation bias, right? We're looking mm. for people to confirm our own ideologies. And that's what people generally do. Or it's an ego trip where you're looking to debate with someone. And I don't see any of those things here. I see um, a complete willingness to be um, transparent and to be open to other people's um, ideologies. Or even if you are not, even if you don't agree with them, um, to be able to hear all perspectives because there's somebody for everybody, right? Something for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I really appreciate that that, dynamic. that dynamic um, or that dichotomy on this platform because it is really, really um, a rarity. And, yeah, I mean, ultimately, and I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, I said the answer is in the name itself, mental dialogue, and I highlighted something that I, quick, that I always say, um, you know, if we can improve the conversation inside your own head, you will be better, therefore the community is better. But I'm going to take that a step further just based on, you know, what we're talking about right now. So mental dialogue, to a degree, some people say, oh, well, is it focused on mental health? Because we do bring a lot of psychotherapists. We have a community checkup event where it's a free mental health checkup. We just recently started, you may have heard, um, with Ashley Thomas, the Making Money Matters Mondays, which is money and mental health where they meet. So, again, so, yeah, we do have a lot of focus on mental health. But it's mental dialogue is like you said, having that dichotomy and, and the, guy, the idea is to be intentional with it because what I used to say for our live experiences, which are, we've only had a couple since the pandemic, I'm trying to get, get one together here in the next month or so, um, but for the live experiences, what I always say when people come there, I say to them, I says, for the most part, after your formal education, wherever that ended, whether high school, college, or you know, master's or doctorate, doesn't matter, wherever your formal education ends, for the most part, we don't realize that as adults, the most learning takes place when you're challenged with ideas different than your own. It is human nature, as you said, mm-hmm. to seek confirmation bias. It is human nature to get in circles of like-minded people. We always hear that term, get around people who think like you or you know, you want to get together with like-minded people, which can be a good thing and like-minded people can accomplish a lot. Here's what I always say to people with the live experience. While that is a good thing as far as getting a tribe headed in the you know the same direction, keep in mind that over time you can stagnate because of the like-mindedness. So you have to, or you should, I shouldn't say have to, but you should 
sometimes put yourself in spaces where you're going to be challenged and you have to be open to it yourself because if you're not open and you're just yelling, as I said earlier, if you're just yelling beliefs at one another, then nothing took place because nobody was listening. So that's why that is um, very important to the platform because, again, as I said, in the, in, as I broke this down, it's the only way that you learn as an adult. So if we as adults need to learn how to critically think or need things, things that we should learn, how do we get better if we stay inside that same group? So, again, that's what I appreciate the most about your unique and very well thought out perspective for why you do a lot of the things that you do. So I just wanted to tell you I appreciate your perspective highly and honor it highly, if you will. I really appreciate that. And also, um, you was, you were talking to the sister before me, and you said that uh, she mollywopped your ass on um, a topic. And that's another thing I really appreciate about this show is that I have witnessed you. Um, you have very strong uh, beliefs, very well thought out, but you will also concede if someone points out something to you that, you know, you didn't think about. Um, so that's the thing about being around people who think like you. You don't If you don't get opposing views and, you know, iron sharpens iron. Somebody got to upgrade you sometimes, so everyone's not going to think like you. Yeah. Hey, here it is. And I and I actually tweet because I'm a philosopher. So I don't even I, I disregard iron shopping's iron. I just, I just wrote a little piece on social media recently where I explaining what we're talking about right now and I say the stone sharpens the knife. And so I just highlight yeah. that Absolutely, yeah. That you know sense. what I mean? You feel me? Like that that, mm-hmm. that difference where the sharpening happens. Yeah. And so, yes. yeah, absolutely right. right. So when y'all, yeah, when y'all bring your perspective, because because what happens is I try, I'm trying to as much as I am the moderator. I say I make it clear on the show. I'm gonna bring my opinion too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing it as an ego trip. I'm also totally modeling when a, when I'm exposed to an idea I haven't heard. Because because at the end of the day, if I'm not arguing to be right, which is what we're quick, often doing, right? When we're having dialogues, mm-hmm. I'm never. Even as passionate as I am and as much information as I bring for people that know me closest, know me closely, I'm actually never arguing to be right. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I've looked this up, and I'm going to tell you, if I got 10 chapters I done read, I'm going to tell you all 10 chapters. <laughs> exactly. That I heard, but you actually told me something I ain't heard in these 10 chapters. Oh, that changes yeah. everything these 10 chapters meant for me because – if you again, that's why I won't be sharpening. Tell me something I haven't heard, something I haven't thought about, and that's why yeah. I pick. As you, I love what you said. This elite group, because I say we we do have the smartest audience in radio. So I have to have sharp queens to be able to deal with my audience, who also will call in and intellectually mollywop your ass sometimes too. So so <laughs> I have right. to have y'all gotta be sharp. I got to have queens that's going to keep me on point. And, again, as I said to um, um, the Asia, um, certain areas, I know y'all are more steady. All the stuff you're doing, when I bring you on a show for that, I know you got something that I probably hadn't thought about or had time to read because these things are your – as much as I'm a, what is it, voracious, I would say, reader, but you can't read everything. Yeah. So that's why I bring y'all to the table. Uh, let me ask you the same question I asked everybody. We want to make sure we get this one question answered. Do you feel the black woman's voice is respected within the black community, Osho? You already know how I feel about this, brother. Um, my entire platform is around um, 
being a voice for the voiceless black woman. Um, absolutely not. The black, not only is the black woman's voice not heard, um, our role in the community is not respected. And actually, I feel like we, we're living in a time um, because of our history and because black men have been so marginalized and so oppressed strategically. I feel like we're living in a time in history where black men are feeling so disenfranchised that um, and so powerless that the norm is not only to neutrally just not respect the black woman's voice, but to purposely suppress our voices. Sometimes it's, um, I, I'm saying purposely, um, not as in I wake up in the morning and I say, I'm going to, I'm mm-hmm. going to suppress a black woman's voice. It's just that the need for black men's voices and the need for black male power is so, um, uh, so deep that, mm-hmm. um, a, a byproduct of that in this time is that black women are, um, being told to stand down. Um, which I think is um, a large part of the reason why we are stagnant as um, as black people in this country, um, because half of the population is being told that you should be uh, one of the. It's so interesting because one of the most the longest ongoing topics on social media that I see is around black women failing to be properly submissive and subordinate to black men. Um, like I see it every time I sign up sign up to social media. Um, so it's something that people think about a lot, I think. So, no, I would say emphatically that black women's voices are not um, heard or respected in black spaces. I have 20 years of experience in very prominent black grassroots organizations, and I can tell you that the reason why I don't work in those organizations anymore is because for this reason, because black women are so disenfranchised and so suppressed within those organizations. And I've worked with many, and it's the same the whole way around, that black men's voices are more valued and it, it, and it is um, just a cultural norm for black men to be seen as um, more more relevant and more powerful. And 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 not to um, to uh, beat a dead horse, but to piggyback on the conversation that the sister, I think her name was Deasia, was saying before. She was talking about women being emotional, and she thinks that when women are um, are, are show up as lesser emotional beings, um, I completely reject that. Although I understand what she's saying, and the reason why I reject that is because. Um, Men are emotional, humans are emotional beings. Men are responsible for like 96% of murders um, worldwide. Men are very hyper-emotional. It's that women are outwardly emotional and men suppress emotion. But, but secondary to that is that um, I think that it is a very um, Eurocentric ideology that emotion is lesser than logic. Uh, we're holistic beings. Emotional intelligence is equally as important as logical intelligence. The universe is both logical and emotional. Yeah, let me jump um, here. I gotta get so, my next queen on. Yeah, I gotta get my next queen on for the okay, for the yes, queens of yes, intellect. Right, okay. Um, but I will say. So no, I don't. Believe, I don't believe we're heard. No, I got you absolutely. <laughs> what I, I want to too, you know, and Jenny, it's just being. I, I was trying to bring as much clarity. She was just saying that unfortunately, that's how it's society sees it. So therefore, quite yes. often, this lesson. She's not agreeing with it. She actually agrees with what you're saying. She, she, she's on the show quite often saying men and women are both yes. emotional. So just so you know, y'all are on the same yes. page. She was just highlighting how it happens. She wasn't saying she agreed with it, just to highlight that. Um, but you given out your contact information. I got Jendai waiting to get on, Queen. So, again, wanted to thank you for, you know, for coming on. And um, I want to get you connected with Latrice because she does. She she's very interested in the women in tech stuff too. So uh, I'm gonna try to get y'all connected okay. in the event that she wants to maybe learn some things from you or maybe from yeah, each other. Yeah, link me, please. Yeah, that's what we do. We connect. Ultimately, I said at the beginning of the show, our mission is to create a nationwide virtual neighborhood. 
where African-Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through solution-focused fellowships via meetup, podcasts, and social media. So for everybody who loves these dialogues, the ultimate goal is for you to reach out and connect to somebody, have conversations that matter, and figure out who you should be connected to. That's what we're ultimately leading to, not just the conversation, not just talk. Thank you, Oshun. Let me get Jendaya. Let me go to a quick break and get Jack. Thank you so much. Thank you for your your three cents this morning. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Like a trophy when Naomi's walking. She need an Oscar for that pretty dark skin. Pretty like Lupita when the camera's closing. Trip broke the levy when my Kelly's rolling. I think tonight she might pray her brace. Melanin too dark to throw her shade. She minds her business and winds her waist. Go like 24K. Okay. Tonight I might fall in love. Depending on how you hold me. I'm glad that I'm calming down. Can't let no one come control me Keep dancing and call it love She's fighting but falling slowly If ever you are in doubt Remember what mama told me Brown skin girl Your skin just like pearls You're back against Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show I'm your host Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, why Mental Dialogue honors black women as we have a unique show. Uh, for If you're a first-time listener, we do hard conversations on race, sex, and culture, and business in the African-American community. I want to take the end of the year to thank my queens of intellect, which is my cadre of amazing queens who hold me down to make sure we always have a woman's perspective on every show. Our ultimate goal with all dialogues is to welcome all perspectives, no matter anybody's background, religious, political, sexual orientation, none of that stuff matters. At the end of the day, we are here to challenge and listen to one another, seeing what we may learn, not to convince each other of our thoughts and beliefs, but to learn from the different perspectives. And as I've been highlighting these amazing queens, I am so I was so glad to link back up with my next queen, so Amika Jendaya Hill Jones. Thank you, Queen, for being on with me this morning. Let me bring her live. Uh, yeah, let me find her real quick on my board. Give me a second. There she goes. So glad to have this queen. This queen has been rocking with me even before I was on Blog Talk, which was we've been rocking for six years. I used to, I've had a couple of renditions on the radio. I was way back on Glance Radio, and she's one of my first supporters. I forgot how we found each other, but she used to come on the show way back then, and we um, have always stayed connected. Uh, but I recently connected with her in the last six months and now added her as I newest member of the Queens of Intellect. So thank you, Jendaya, as I call you, for being on this morning. Say hello to the truth seekers and give them a little bit of your background. Absolutely. What's up with it? Good morning. Okay. Um, background. I am a proud graduate of two HBCUs, Prairie Vietnam University and Florida A&M University, Rattler Strike. Uh, my degree is in community psychology, and that's what I do, honey. They call me Miss Community. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so to add to that, I uh, am a proud owner of my own business, Empower You, period. 
where um, I work with women and girls. Pretty much I work with women and girls in everything that I do. With EYP, I provide education services that educate women and girls about reproductive health and self-esteem, in addition to providing an online store um, that gives them convenient access to natural femme care from reputable brands. In addition to that, I was recently added to as the executive director of a nonprofit called Women Divine. And this is where we continue to create an environment that encourages young women to soar. We share uh, and strive to provide programs that will positively impact every facet of a young woman's life, from the uh, Rights of Passage series to uh, day workshops with girls. And uh, we're also recognized within the Girl Scout unit as well. And uh, last but not least, I am also the co-founder of, well, I'm the founder of Black Grown and Married, honey, where the simplest things make the biggest difference in making sure that we sustain and maintain black marriages, honey. So that's what's up on my side. Hey, love it. Uh, Is that a lot of fans, or did you get all of that? (laughs) I got it all. I got it all. Like, like I I like for you to lay out the long list of all the things y'all do, because, again, uh, like uh, Oshu said on on my last Queen of Intellect, Say, hey, she, she feel like she's part of an elite group. So I like for y'all to lay out why, so people can really understand why I be bringing y'all on. Because you know, a lot of times when I bring you on, I'll just say, well, tell just a little bit of your background. And usually, you know, y'all will tell the background that's related to the topic. So they don't really know. Sometimes they don't quite know how deep y'all really are and all the stuff y'all are involved in. So yeah, we taking it all in. I'm picking up what you're putting down, which is a comment I learned from one of the other queens of the age, uh, uh, queens of intellect, the Asia. She always says that. So, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down and glad to have you on. And, again, just helping our amazingly smart audience who often gives us their opinion. I haven't opened up the phone line today because it's just, a, again, a chance to honor the black, you know, black women in general, but honor you ladies specifically for helping me. Um, and, and, you know, just so you know, it is the holiday time. So whether you support it or not, you know, just check your cash app. So I think it's, you know, a holiday can be any day. So check your cash app as one of my Queens of Intellect members. I got a little dinner for y'all if you, if, you, if you don't mind. So just know that uh, when you get off this show, you'll see that, um, if you will, Jendaya. Um, but with that said, um, um, you know, again, I love your style. I like to, you know, let, let people know what I appreciate. And you, you know, just like all the other Queens of Intellect, you are, in a sense, um, very focused in you, any information that you're bringing to the table, I know that it wasn't, you didn't take a cursory look. You know, a lot of times we'll see uh, dialogues that go back and forth, especially on social media. And I think you, you, you taught me something a long time ago. Again, you've been rocking with me even before I was on Blog Talk. And now, now this is coming popping in my head as we're speaking. You taught me this when it came to social media. So we both know that quite often a meme or a headline can kick off an entire two, three, four-day dialogue on social media, right? Yeah. Everybody's going back and forth. And um, when I was getting first exposed to social media with some young people, got me on Facebook because I was doing my live experience, live in person. We were, like, we're organic. We like to touch people. And these young people were like, you got to get on social media so you can grow what you're doing. And um, I remember years ago, before I understood how social media actually worked, I would see people, see a headline or see a meme, and me being a researcher, mm-hmm. like a good behind or read the entire article, I would be dialoguing with people who was only giving their perspective just based on the headline. And I'd be like, hold on, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't what this means. <laughs> and I guess you was watching me go back and forth, but I would give these long dissertations when I was first on social media. And one day you jumped in my inbox and you was like, Montoya, that guy's trolling you. 
And I'm like, yeah. what's a, yeah. I'm like, what's a troll? I didn't even know what the term meant. So I just remember that just now put me on the game that people be caught up in their beliefs or they're just playing with you all off of a headline. Ain't a bit more went in depth to know what the hell they talking about. Here I am giving these long, here's the information I done looked up and compared to what you're saying with somebody (laughs) who ain't about to look up nothing. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I was saying all that to one say thank you for teaching me what a troll was because you definitely have changed my entire life when it came to being upset with people <laughs> on social media, which I don't do anymore, thanks to you. So let's, let me highlight that first. But I am also <laughs> highlighting that when I bring you on, you're, um, you're not like that. You're not going to come to the table with just a surface-level opinion. You know, it may be a strong opinion. It may be um opinion that people mm-hmm. disagree with. You know, because we definitely differ on some issues, right? But I still understand that even when we disagree, you're not saying it from a place of uh, not looking it up, or not from a place of ignorance, if we'll choose. You know what I mean? Like, even when I disagree, I know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I know it's coming from a place of your life experience exposed to how you see things, which that's what we fail to do quite often in dialogues is, when we disagree, we try to invalidate how somebody came to a position. You know, there's a couple of issues you and I both, we know we, we, we are extremely expo- um, uh, um, different on. But I also... Yeah, we be like after the show. We be like after the show phone call. Yep. Hey, hey, hey. So we need to- <laughs> yep, yep, we do that all the time. But the thing that I know is, even though I may not, you know, like what your decision is, or you may not like what my decision is, what I always know I can count on is you didn't get there for no reason. Your life experience yeah. and kind to come to that decision, and that's why I always have so much respect for you, Queen. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And the disagreements are always in love and light. So that's what makes it so dope and dynamic is that everything is always in love and light. No, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's, that's just kind of who you are. That's what you bring. Um, you know what I mean, and I, you know, I, and and I th- I've been following you for years with the grown. What is it? Say it again. Grown and married. I think a grown. How do you say it? Let me show up. Yeah, grown and married. I huh? BGM. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, so I think that might be how we connected years ago because I would do. I, I you know, at the time I was pushing marriage before children, which now I've added healthy marriage before children, and so uh, mm-hmm. we would have a lot of dialogues, and I appreciate the work you're doing to ensure that we do have in a sense, more black family structures, and that's something that you've been dedicated, you know, for years and have actually walked people through it by, you know, you know, in a sense, I always get knocked down because for like for you, you and your husband are an example of, in a sense, what you're pushing, you know, in a sense, to a degree, you know, I don't, I'm not living it out, although I'm still looking to be married and, 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 and follow suit with a lot of things that y'all, that y'all teach mm-hmm. in nature. Um, that's the thing that I appreciate where there's a lot of people in this space now. You've been in this space not for a long time, and you, you've been able to represent and show what you do. So you have the actual experience by, behind the expertise. If you could just even dialogue about that, again, we know the importance of having black families and structure and things of that nature, but you are you are a living example of what you Thank you in June. <laughs> I'm sorry, say it again. I said 20 years in June. 
Oh, man, congratulations right now as we speak. But, yeah, if you could just kind of speak <laughs> on being, you know, having the experience behind your teachings, which, a lot, you know, unfortunately a lot of people are missing that out here today. Yeah, so um, my husband and I met in undergrad college, you know, uh, and we've been rolling ever since, okay? Uh, I think one of, one of the dope things uh, that came behind um you know, the the creation of Black, Grown, and Married was the fact that we had an actual community. Like, we literally, we went to undergrad together, got married in May, graduated. Well, no, we got we graduated in May, got married in June, and then flipped to Florida uh, to go to grad school in July. And wow. uh, it was in that community that we were able to experience an entire, another side of community. It's not that we were surrounded by a whole lot of people, but the marriages that we were around were pretty solid for the most part. And um, there were so many jewels that we didn't even realize, like, this, like we in training until after I got back to Texas a couple of years later. <laughs> and was able to compare those experiences and, and realize like so much that we had picked up there. We, we didn't even realize we were the youngest couple in the group until after we relocated back home, you know, um, but it was being surrounded with those people and the experiences that was the actual community. And for us learning how to engage, like literally healthy marriages create healthy communities. And that was our experience living in Florida. And so I came back home to Texas, trying to uh, implement those same things. And it became an organization because I noticed, like, so many people, like, black marriage was the Antichrist, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It was, like, not to do things. Uh, it, it, didn't have a, it didn't have a good reputation. And I think people get so caught up in their hurt that they forget the power in, in the love of it all, you know? Yeah, and, so let me... Um, yeah, and if I could, let me circle it now to this discussion because, again, just giving some of that backdrop to you setting that up. And so I think it's perfect, um, even even what Oshun was just talking about, just from the standpoint of I've been asking every queen of intellect, you know, saying, do you feel the black woman's voice is respected within the black community? For you, I would just like to highlight, like, what is, how is that for a woman in that type of community? Because there's so many dialogues, like Oshun just pointed out, in relationships, there's a concept of, in a sense, a woman's place. And so because you're in this space, I would like to ask you, particularly in, when it comes to that space, Black, grown, and married, um, is the woman's voice respected or what does that look like inside of your community, if you could share that? Yeah, I don't, I really, I don't have that, I don't see that as a challenge. <laughs> in our community, you know, um, especially amongst my sisters uh, that that are black, grown, and married. You know, we are here running businesses, um, establishing and and helping out in the community, and and our husbands are are pretty supportive. You know, we don't have – it's like the difference of representing balance versus the imbalance. You know, it's like there are going to be some things you're going to be better at than I am and vice versa. You know, <laughs> and no. we just know how to how, how to throw. We know how to give it up. We know how to 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 step into it when it's required. So there hasn't been really uh, uh, my experience amongst women. I say what I say when I want to say it. Okay, <laughs> um, and, and it's heard. It's actually taken into account. 
my husband is very uh and I'm only using him as an example because we 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 are surrounded by people in our likeness as well for the most part you know and um we don't we don't like it's just it's just not a struggle for us i remember even when we were um when we were exploring uh islam right and this this is this is this is i'm i'm saying this for a re- reason of represent balance i won't even do that one i'll say when we got married instead of doing the um the the unity candle we incorporated Kwanzaa principles into our marriage, right? Nice. We incorporated oh. the things because these are the things that we wanted to manifest throughout our daily living. And one of those things were it wasn't like, oh, you shall obey me. It was about we will always respect each other and the position that we play here. And so I think that takes away from the unheard, unsung, hero kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and and we, we share that space with other women uh, in our community and other brothers that respect that. You know, I think when we get into the notion of uh, an either or, that's when that's when the struggles arise. You know, you, that's when you're moving out of an Afri- African paradigm into a Eurocentric one. And so people will, will wear these, you know, the hoteps and the peace and blessings, but then they're actually moving in a European model. And that's not our story. You know, that's not our story. And I think that black women also have to be accountable in perpetuating those cycles. Okay, so what you are allowing, giving birth to these men, we are raising these men, we are dating them, okay? <laughs> and so I think, like, I'm on, the other, I'm on the other side of the spectrum of that. I think that we have to be accountable and responsible and uh, say what we're going to do and what we're not going to do and let that be good enough. But it does, it's not a power move. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not a power move. It's not an either or. It's about balance. And when there's an imbalance, you work on restoring the harmony versus, you know, getting stuck in the imbalance. And that's how, you know, me and my circle move. <laughs> and as I'm bringing young girls into this fold, the lessons are the same for them. In fact, it's even better for them because they're getting it early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're getting it early versus in their 30s like I did, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. So, we yeah. actually got a caller that wants so to jump in. I think that we're very quick. much heard when we, when we speak up. No, and, I love and that's, it. Love that's just what it is. No, I love it. We actually got a caller that wants to jump in. We only got a few minutes here, but let's go ahead and see what they got to say here. Um, you know, don't want to steal any time from you, Queen, but it may you spark the conversation here, maybe. All right. Um, for the caller, I can't um, yeah, If you will, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Yeah, it's a very timely response. My name is actually Hotep, and when the sister said that the Hoteps come with the peace and blessings, I thought, okay, she's talking about me, because... Most of my friends are hotep conscious into Africa, Ashe, Kemet, et cetera, but none of them fit the paradigm that the queen mentioned. So maybe she had a bad experience with one or two, and I'm so sorry for that. I think there is also a place for separation, meaning sometimes the focus has to be on the female, sometimes on the male, sometimes on the children, and sometimes on both because the white supremacist psychopathic system actually has hundreds of thousands of people with different divisions working on how to suppress and oppress us. If we always say, if we all don't get in the club, then none of us goes in. What happens is we miss the opportunity for fine-tuning, I think, some of the approaches so that we say, okay, on this one, let's give the kids the ball. That's the focus for that budget. On this next one, it's another angle. It's about the oppression of the females. So, brothers, you take a step back. On this one, it's more of a family or a husband, wife, or two people dating issue. Let's go with that. 
And on some, we just focus on the sisters because, of course, there are challenges that they face that the brothers don't face. So it's a very complex game. We're playing chess, football, backgammon, all at the same time without the resources that the system has. And often with the system putting secrets in place, we don't even know the game plan they're doing. And they change the rules as we go. So it's a complex challenge, but I'm sure we can overcome it. And thanks for the chance to two and a half cents. Hi, we appreciate you um, for jumping on um, Hotel. Yeah, keep listening. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead, Jadai. I'll let you respond before I let him go. Go ahead, Queen. Okay, so I, I'm going to I'm going to respond first and foremost with a with a, with a play out of uh, Montoya's book. Um, the way out the game is to simply stop playing it. Then you don't have to worry about where they're trying to place the pieces on the board at. One. Two, I wasn't referencing, um, uh, I, I was speaking of the word hotel, not the community. Okay, let's start there. Um, people say peace and blessings, people wear the symbols, but not everybody is coming from uh, an African paradigm. Some of them are still living in the Eurocentric one. So that wasn't like a slight or a disrespect <laughs> of people who are living out of the African paradigm. As we know, there's a positive, there are pros and cons in everything, and everybody ain't all the way there. So I was speaking of those that are utilizing, you know, wearing the symbols, those that will, you know, say the word, but then they're functioning out of a European paradigm with the either-or model. So I did want to clarify that. By no means, I don't have uh, my experiences or not, I don't hold on to negatives in my experiences. I'm just simply pointing out the difference in paradigms and how sometimes people show up, not a community in itself, okay, because yeah, I'm, I'm on that side myself. No, also, you know, my game comment well, yeah. was just an analogy. It didn't mean that I think we're in the game, and even if we think of it as a game analogy, it's okay as long as we play to win. Thanks so much. Peace and love, y'all. It's almost a new year. All right, now, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you for your, absolutely. your call. Yeah, thank, thank you for your that feedback, too. All right, absolutely. Thank you for that clarity. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. But I, I completely understand that the, the part about the, the outside world around us. Uh, and how that affects us, because it does definitely play a part in, you know, the things that are happening with us. No, so absolutely. I don't negate that. No, absolutely. And, um, and you know, yeah, like you said, it is definitely a play out of my playbook. And, you know, and what, and if, you know, if I had more time, we only got a couple of minutes here. Uh, so we want to make sure people stay in contact with all the good work that you're doing. Um, but I'll, you know, I'm assuming Hotep is still listening if he is. And I'll just kind of say, and, you know, we can do this later on other shows. You also know the input I would give, you know, even the idea of, um, in the sense they're putting in secrets and things of that nature, don't give them too much credit. You know how I am about that. Don't give them too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> some, some stuff is just human nature that we look at it from the outside looking in or because sometimes we're on the bad end of a outcome, we assume that there was a plan and really it's just human nature. And then once you understand that, you can actually respond and get into communities like yours and, like you say, kind of move not within the game, if you will. So I definitely, you know, that's definitely a play, you know, out of, like you said, out of my playbook. Um, but again, we only got about a minute and a half, Queen. I want to thank you so much for one of our Queens of Intellect uh, members. Again, check your cash out after the show. Again, just a little thank you. You know, maybe you can get, get your little dinner. Not a lot, brother. You know, we ain't balling. We getting, we got some sponsors. I need a lot more sponsors so I can really take care of y'all when I come on the show uh, or whatever. But this is just my little token of Thank you for holding down the year with me. But if you will, let them know how they can oh, stay in contact you. with you. Again, I know you gave it out. Give it out one more time um, before we close out the show. But thank you so much for being a Queen of Intellect member, and thank you for supporting what we're doing. 
and thank you for adding me to the squad. And uh, y'all can uh, connect with your girl, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and on YouTube, all up under the app symbol Empower You, period. That's three words, Empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-Y-O-U, period. Spell it all the way out, P-E-R-I-O-D. Uh, and then... You can also get up with me in the Black Grown and Married group, uh, at symbol Black Grown and Married. But let's be clear, you and your spouse must be Black Grown and Married, okay? It's a private group, and I do scream, okay? So y'all can holler at your girl uh, on those sides of the paradigm. You can also visit my website and subscribe at www.empoweryouperiod.com. Love it. We'll see y'all next Saturday. We'll be doing the best of Mental Dialogue 2021. Should be an awesome show where you can jump on and co-host. When you come on, you're the co-host until somebody else calls in. We're gonna sh- close the show out with um, the outro to Dripping Melanin, a, a cut by independent artist The Good King. We'll see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. Listen, that's that genius in Serena. Can't be Trump unless, of course, it's Venus. Stand tall, hold your head high like Latifah. See, Dad's queenin', Dad's queenin'. Huh? I know you're tired. It's been a near long time since you've been glorified. Better to not late than never. Beautiful feathers, wingspan wrap around the globe on your tippy toes like Misty Copeland. Huh? Dad's chosen. Dash molded, dash loaded, loaded with light beams. <laughs> Ask Alicia about her keys to success. Blessed. Once again, I say blessed. <laughs> Full of hope. Nope. That is not a bad bitch. That is when it don't crack. Angela Bassett. Classic. You see, you can rise from the struggle like Gabby Douglas. That's balance. Balance of love, balance of God. Life is good when it's hard. Long as you display strength. Real strength. That's that Taraji P, that Tasha Smith. Girl, let it drip. Let it form waves and let it hit. The shores of your insecurities. May jock your memories. Memories of when you were a goddess. Like Jill Scott, Harriet Tubman. Rosa Park, Beyonce, you don't say. <laughs> the list goes on and on and on like Queen Badu. Hachu, that's blessed. Once again, I say blessed. Young black girl, I know it seems I speak of superstars, but understand this is who you are. Words from the good king. Drip, 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 drip,